episode 18. Get out of here, Satan. What up, y'all? Back with the OGs tonight. No guests tonight. Only guest we got is the Holy Spirit. Yes, sir. So let's start off with a quick moment of prayer. Close your eyes and bow your head for me. Dear God, we just welcome you into our heart, God. We welcome you into this moment. We welcome the Holy Spirit and ask that the Holy Spirit would pour out into us and into those listening, God. Lord, I pray you would use us as a vessel, God, to spread your light and your love, God. I pray we would only speak on your truth, God. We would use your word to convey your message of love, Lord, so that whoever's listening would receive you, God. They would get to know you better and grow closer to you, God. Fill us up in this time so we can pour out into the next person, God. We love you. We praise you. We thank you. In your almighty name we pray. Amen. All right, so tonight we're going to talk about something that we're all deserving of, which is the wrath of God. But we have been showered in grace thanks to Jesus Christ. So let's see what Chris got tonight. What's up? Um, I kind of wanted to do God's wrath based on our last week's episode of Grace and Mercy. <clears throat> I heard it like uh, recently um, talking about is one of the people I listened to is talking about the importance of knowing God's wrath. Right. And even now in a lot of churches today, right, it's like you kind of you'll get the idea of like a lot of church. Right. is like we the church, the body of Christ really does want more believers. Right. Because we do want to make heaven crowded. Right. And then our own ego and selfishness believes that we should kind of hold away from certain aspects of God because we're afraid that it'll push people away. Right. Because it's something that's scary. <clears throat> um, Which I don't find tr to be true at all. Right. Like to, to know God fully is is part of the relationship and and uh when you have the the more like i i guess i learn about these different things about god that do seem a little scary um like god's wrath right and maybe why i have a uh i've had like you get like a fear of god and stuff like that it talks a lot about that in the bible <clears throat> i think like the the importance of that is because it does complement his other qualities right how his grace can complement his mercy and his mercy can complement his love and his love can complement his wrath right and so the idea of this is that we're going to speak about god's wrath right to relate it to what was done on the cross right and really it's it's going to be you know a talk about we'll go you know we'll go where the holy spirit leads us basically but to, to start what, what i'm going to start with is the wrath that jesus receives on the cross right and the wrath that we deserve but he got and so to start it off uh I found, because I was looking for different, I really wanted a verse that specifically said God poured his wrath out, um, but uh, I mean, you know God poured his wrath out, right, because of everything that happened, but I didn't find anything that said those specific words, um, so I was looking up for it, but um, so Romans 3, 24, 25, and then there's a little like paragraph afterwards um, that I found on this website, and so... Three, Romans 3, 24, 25 says, Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God hath sent forth to be appropriation. The basic meaning of appropriation is appease or satisfy. What did the death of Christ appease or satisfy in the nature of God? In his very nature, God is holy and righteous. He can have no fellowship with anything that is sinful, including sinful men. Thus, God's wrath burns hot against sin and sinners because he must judge all sin. If he does not do this, he's not acting according to his perfect character. But in love, God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to be the perfect sacrifice for sin. No mere human being could have atoned for the sins of men because all are sinners. But Christ, who was a perfect human as well as truly divine, became the perfect sacrifice for sin. God poured out his wrath against sin on the person of Jesus Christ. Thus, the death of Christ appeased God's wrath and satisfied his holy righteous demands against sin. Right, so the the whole idea of like knowing God's wrath, right? And you really got to go into Old Testament, right? Before, you know, previously to to Christ's death on the cross, right? And and His death did save the sinners who who were gone before Him, right? Um, the the Jews that that walked before, right? He he did end up dying on the cross, right? But they received God's wrath, you know, in its fullness in a much different way than what we receive today, right? You know, post Christ. Um, the right God has taken my sin, right? Like, and so here's really where I'm gonna start off with it is uh, 
when you read like the crucifixion right and this is one thing i, I did want to say like so talking about everything complementing everything else for god right the importance of the cross right the reason that story gets brought up so much is because right in the cross right we see all of god's qualities right like every single quality that that maybe not every single one but most of the ones that are held in truth throughout the bible right um we see god those qualities of god in the cross right like his love his mercy his grace his wrath his holiness his righteousness his judgment you know the common things that you know you hear about in the church when you hear about god right it all took place right there in that in that one event right but as far as wrath went god when so when jesus right so jesus goes through all of the pain right so you see the pain as far as the physical pain, right? And they talk about it like God, you know, Jesus literally like his his intestines, they beat him so bad that it pulled his intestines outside of his, his body. And that was before he even walked however far, I don't know the miles, how far he walked, if it was even miles, but before he walked with the cross, right? And then somebody helps him go the rest of the way. And then he gets hanging on the cross for three hours, right? So you know about the physical pain. A lot of the stuff you don't hear about, though, right, like that's not so much talked about is also the pain of he had one of his apostles uh, betray him, right? He had another apostle um, who who denied him, right? People that he dearly loved and, and was walking with in, in his journey on earth, right? Which we know as people, right, like that's brutally painful, right? Just, you know, emotionally painful. He was completely alone, right? So at the very end, right, something jesus says i think it's in matthew is the gospel it talks about it in right but but jesus says god why have you forsaken me right and that's what wally was just talking about right so the also on top of those things god forsakes him right and you got to think right this is jesus christ is 100 percent man 100 percent god right and he just lost 100 percent of himself right there right god leaves got his father right just imagine your dad's with you this whole journey and then boom he's gone right because jesus becomes our sin in that moment he's he's literally everything that's dirty and filthy and like that reading just said he can't be like god can't be he he can't be he has to judge it right he has to pour his wrath out on that because he's so holy and righteous that for him to be around sin right it would go against his perfect holiness right so He's he's got to pour all this wrath out because Jesus is holding all of this sin, you know, and then even previous to all of that, right, when Jesus is praying in, in the forest, right, and he's sweating blood because he's in so much agony from what he's about to go through, right? So it's really a lot more than just, right, you hear about, oh, Jesus was crucified, right? It's so much more than that. It was, it was a ton of God, like it was so much of God's wrath poured out in that moment. It's the worst punishment probably any man has gone through, right? I think it's the importance of the story is that it was the most perfect and holy man going through the worst punishment anyone has ever experienced, right? It was the two farthest extremes that have ever happened, right? And that that's why, you know, I do want to talk about God's wrath. And there's a lot of ways that you can kind of go with it, you know, because it's even, right, God's God's wrath in the in the sense of what it'll be, you know, why so people like to say a lot right like god's wrath no longer exists which isn't true right because if you read revelations the last book in our new testament right god's wrath is still there god's wrath doesn't exist for people who believe in christ right that's where god's wrath because he he poured out that wrath onto jesus the people who believe in christ right that wrath got poured out onto jesus right but for the people who don't believe in jesus their sin hasn't been atoned for right so god's god he like it says right he's got no option he's he's perfect and he's a good judge right and for him to be a good judge he has to he has to follow through with his judgments right whether and you know what even like another thing that we can go into which i don't know we'll see where the holy spirit goes but like how people say how can a loving god also have so much wrath right i think that's a i don't know that might be a deeper question than, than what i would have you know and i wish i could answer it but i i gotta humbly say i don't know that i have the exact answer for how because he is he's so loving it's uncomprehensible but he's got so much wrath that it's uncomprehensible it's it's the most wrath that any being could have but um that's where i think we're gonna that's where we're taking it tonight i think it's gonna be pretty good and pretty fire dang you just opened a whole can of worms on that one that got wicked real quick but i like i like how he said like talking about jesus on the cross right like that whole experience had to be like such an insane amount of pain, the physical pain. But like he was saying, like we don't think about the the pain that Jesus got, you know what I'm saying, from 
atone what is it atoning atoning for all the sins atonement like taking on all these sins right and if you don't really understand what that means it's like jesus had a clear purpose for why he was coming to earth you know jesus was here to forgive us of all all our sins but jesus himself never once sinned in his whole 30 something years on earth he never committed a sin no matter the temptation no matter the persecution no matter how much people were talking down on him and his father he never once sinned so in this moment when chris was talking about jesus said that why why would you or my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? You know what I mean? Like in that moment, that's when all the sin came on to Jesus. Like Jesus at that moment felt the sin. And I'm sure if you, if you have somewhat of a relationship with God, or even if you have a strong relationship with God, like, you know, the moment you sin and you're conscious of your sin, you feel a complete separation from God. You know what I mean? It's like all day, as long as the Holy Spirit is flowing through you and you're walking according to God's will, it's like a pipeline. And it's clear connection from you to God, right? But when you sin, it feels like something jams that pipe. Like it's just cut in half almost. And you have to work to get that connection back, you know what I mean? At least that's what I feel like sometimes, you know? So think about it. In that moment, Jesus, who was God, he's he's 100% God, 100% man, like Chris was saying. <clears throat> in that moment, he felt no God, you know what I'm saying? He was all man and he was all sinful and, and he was going through this physical pain. And then also he feels the the anguish we get from sin you know what i'm saying the the conviction and also i'm sure in that moment like he just had these feelings of like just being first i mean forsaken alone tells you bro like, that's an intense word like just loneliness he felt completely alone he was so distant from his father you know and that's kind of where i wanted to go with it you know the the wrath that we see today after jesus you know our sins are, are taken care of as long as we're repenting for them right as long as we're we're asking for forgiveness and turning back to God, you know, our sins are taken care of. But God, like Chris was saying, being completely just, like, he gave us the free will, and the free will allows us to sin, you know what I'm saying? So that just took me straight to Romans 1, and literally the title of my Bible says, God's wrath against sinful humanity, you know? And so I just want to read a little, I might read all of it, actually, because we said speak truth, and there's no greater truth than God's word, so... It says the wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the godlessness and wickedness of people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. Since that, since what may be known about God is plain to them because God has made it plain to them. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made so that people are without excuse. All right. So like god god's perfect bro and it's 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 pretty like it's clear it's crystal clear you know what i'm saying from the way he made the sun the moon the stars nature all that stuff like that's only something that god can do and then it goes on to say like for although they knew they knew god they neither glorified him as god nor gave thanks to him but their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like mortal human beings and birds and animals and reptiles. Therefore, God gave them over in the sinful desires of their hearts to sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another. They exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served created things rather than the creator who is forever praised. Amen. And think about that. Just those two things right there. Like, God gave them over to their sinful desires, right? As humans, we struggle with that all day, every day. You know what I'm saying? I know I know, for for sure, me, you know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure all men, you know what I mean? I don't want to throw women's opinion out there because I'm not a woman, you know what I mean? We got to keep it real. But as men, you know what I'm saying? Like, we ha we're just strongly sexually desiring, you know what I'm saying? And God has, like it says right here, bro, God gave them over to that. And then it says... They exchange they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshipped served worshipped and served created things rather than the Creator. So think about all the things that we worship, bro. Like I saw a video the other day and it was like, imagine if you used your Bible as much as you use your phone. You know, think about how much we worship our phone. Think about how much we worship TV shows we watch or our sports teams. You know what I'm saying? Our celebrities, our Instagram, our own image, even. You know, like. Like, they had idols back then. For a lot of us, bro, we're our own idol. We want to look as good as we can. We want people to give us praise. We want people to look up to us. We want to be giving out guidance and advice and all this stuff. We want to seem better than we really are, right? But in reality, like, 
that is just purely selfishness, you know, like, and that's, that's sinful, you know, because it's not glorifying God, you know, and it just, it really just opened my eyes a little bit, but it even gets worse, you know what I'm saying, and it says, because of this, God gave them over to their shameful lusts, even their women exchanged natural sexual relations for unnatural ones, in the same way men also abandoned natural relations with women and were inflamed with lust for one another, Men committed shameful acts with other men and received in themselves the due penalty for their error. Furthermore, just as they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, so God gave them over to a depraved mind so that they do what ought not be done. They have become filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, and depravity. They are fully, they are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, and malice. They are gossip, slanderers, God-haters, insolent arrogant boastful they invent ways of doing evil they disobey their parents they have no understanding no fidelity no love no mercy although they know god's righteous decree that those who do such things deserve death they not only continue to do these things but also approve of those who practice them sheesh boy (laughs) bro that that right there bro i mean like that's the world we live in you know what i'm saying like everything i just read bro everything that paul wrote 2000 years ago still applies today bro like and even even more i'd say even more hardcore bro like today's world is is that but like times a million bro you know what i mean everyone's living for themselves and everyone's living for the flesh living to and and the the hardest part too like the toughest part is it's like not only do they continue to do these things but they approve of those who practice them you know what i'm saying so it's like us being believers and followers of Christ, you know what I'm saying? Like, we approve of this nonsense, you know what I'm saying? And we tag along with it sometimes to to fit in, you know what I'm saying? I found myself doing that, you know? I've, I've tried my best to, to turn my life around and to try to be really living a glorified God. But then here I am when I get around people that aren't in my church community, you know, I'm talking about the stuff I used to talk about, you know? I'm acting how I used to act, you know? And what kind of message does that send, you know? I'm, I'm then getting out of God's will and I'm falling back on on my old way which was fully my will fully wrath deserving you know what i'm saying because when we're walking in that all that sin that he just listed bro we are deserving of the wrath you know what i'm saying luckily we are covered by the grace of jesus you know like when jesus died on that cross it wasn't just for the the sin back then you know what i'm saying he died for all sin he took on all sin of this world you know what i'm saying so think about it at this point bro it's like two thousand years worth of sin just think about how much one person contributes to that, let alone all the people that have ever lived up to this point. You know what I'm saying? And Jesus took all that on. And if that isn't wrath, bro, I don't know what is. You know, your physical is so beaten and destroyed. But not only that, like, so much sin, bro. Like, threshold. Way too way too much sin, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, today, bro, like, that is that is the way that I feel God is is just in his his doings, you know, just in his ways of of giving us the free will and giving us the forgiveness, you know what I'm saying? Because he has shown us, like, look, when you walk in this way of sin, this life of sin, like, nothing good is happening. All you're doing is just shutting the door on me and also putting yourself and others in danger, you know what I'm saying? Like, because then you're playing with your salvation and others when you're walking in this sin, in this way of life, you know? So it's like, we got to really be, like, on point, you know? We got to really, like, keep our eyes open and, and know, like, what we're stepping into, you know? Because sometimes we'll step into a sin, you know what I'm saying? We'll, we'll commit the sin without thinking of the consequence, you know? And that's the biggest thing, bro, It's like, God's wrath can be shown in many ways, and we just really are never going to know what that is, you know? Until, sheesh, until it happens, bro, that judgment. No, that's that's a, a good, uh, like, the point he's making in the beginning about, um, like, God handing us over to our sin can be his wrath and stuff like that. So, like, when you read um, Genesis, like, the very first story, right, when God creates Adam and Adam eats the apple, or Eve eats the apple, Eve co- convinces Adam to eat the apple, right? And you see what happens too, right? Uh, Adam blames Eve. Eve blames Satan, right? And then God, really at the same time, he gives him his wrath and he gives him grace, right? Because what he told him is if they ate the apple, he would kill them, right? And when he doesn't kill them, what he does is he, he uh, condemns them, basically. He gives them these, these condemnations, basically, right? 
so before right that apple was ever eaten there was it was the tree of life is what they were eating from so they would basically all the gifts that we're going to receive through christ right were taken that day that they ate that apple and everything turned to condemnation where we did have death right where death entered into us and then all these other things right so god's wrath today could even be sickness when you get sick right if uh maybe you come across somebody right who who like pisses you off or like tries you or something like that like god's wrath is literally all the evil that's in the world because before the condemnation right for the sin of adam there there wasn't any of there was no sickness there was none of that right it was just it was literally heaven and earth right it was all 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 the gifts that we receive through christ right and so that's what ends up happening right so then through all of the old testament right you continue to see god's wrath because there hadn't been an atonement yet for the sins so that's why he the adam gets condemned and then his whole lineage and then eventually right abraham becomes god's chosen people and there's going to be a whole uh he's going to have a whole flock of right the jewish people right become god's people that lineage goes on right god says you are these are my chosen people coming from abraham right and then starts this this process basically that's when the process starts and he promises right at the end of this process right that jesus is going to come to earth and give us new life right and so as christians right we don't actually we do receive like some type of wrath on this earth still right because it's still here in this earth right but we actually receive the ultimate grace after we don't die ever right like we don't we we get we do die right we die of self is what our death becomes right we we die to self so that we can get new bodies right a new earth and um satan right is going to be killed by by god right and that's what we don't receive that side of the wrath where if you read revelations right god's wrath is very much real still right in revelations you see you see the it's basically like it'll say like things so in revelation i've only read it one time so it's and it was a little bit ago but like one of the things that always stuck out was like they say that all of right you will wish that you never would have had children right because the wrath is going to be so excess like excessive it's going to be so bad right that you'd wish you never even had kids right that are going to go through this wrath right god's wrath is crazy like it's crazy it's it's going to be on every every sinner right on this earth is going to receive it right unless i do have have christ um and it's just i don't know it's just uh it's good to know and i think like what i've seen is like we're very quick to talk about god's love and his grace and his mercy because it's it's appealing right like that's very appealing to people right but to go into the direction where we talk about god's judgment his righteousness and his wrath right now that things get a little scary right because as a culture we've accepted a lot of sin like a lot of sin is accepted in our culture right especially like as far as you know we have like for certain like areas right like we think murder's okay right we think that that uh you know homosexuality and then um the sexual sin of sex before marriage right is basically completely gone right like you have open marriages and all this stuff now and it's completely accepted in our society basically right and then so for us to say well god is a a a perfect and a pure judge right is scary then because you've got so many people who haven't accepted christ that are going to receive that it's people that you love right and so then it's like let's just not so it's like you get to this point where it's like let's just not talk about his wrath because we don't want to scare people away right and it's not necessarily something that should scare you in the opposite direction of jesus it's something that should scare you in the direction of him because it's like how how right and it's even the thing of like you know not to get too far on it right but you know if i don't know why a muslim would listen to this but if you are a muslim right you're listening to this right it's something with like the muslims that just can't make sense is like there's not anything that you can do to atone for your sins right and that's that's how the jewish and the muslim faith believe right that they do these sacrifices and all this stuff i don't actually know how muslims believe they they, they don't even i don't even know if they do that right like that they do sacrifices i know the jews you know orthodox like an orthodox jew still does all that stuff right but i don't i don't know actually how the muslims exactly think they can get into heaven right the only thing that really makes has ever made sense to me is that God literally sent himself as our savior, right? Like that's the only thing that could make logical sense to me because it would take an act like that great 
for me to be saved from from what I, I have coming to me, like what I should receive, you know? And then it's, so it's like, you know, you you see all these different religions and none of them make really any sense. They never have to me. And I'm reading a book right now, right? And it talks about the Jews didn't even know about a heaven or hell, right? God hadn't revealed it to them. So when you read the Psalms, because it's a book on the Psalms, shout out, uh, shout out Remo, give me a book, C.S. Lewis book. But it's fire because it's teaching me, right, that in the Psalms, when you read those, when they talk about death, they think it's forever. They don't, God didn't reveal to them in heaven or hell yet. Heaven and hell came when Jesus came, right? So no one even talked about that, right? No one talked about how today we question, right? Like when you talk to somebody who doesn't believe in in God, right? And they say, well, maybe it's just all black. And then maybe I'll, and then I always say like, well, no, there's a heaven and a hell, right? There was none of that debate back then. Back then, even the God-fearing people thought death was just death, right? And so the idea comes through Christ, right? That there is a heaven or hell. And then 600 years later, right? There's now more religion than the 2000 years later there's more religions right that talk about heaven or hell and it all started when christ came here he's the one who basically adopted this idea and it even talks about the pharisees at that time started coming into this maybe there is an afterlife thing but the sadducees still didn't believe it right and so it's like with all of that it's like i know that christ is the only way i know he's the the way the truth and the life I know that to be true because nothing else nothing else would make sense that could save me from his wrath. So when I talk about his wrath in this way, it's because I want you to get that same saving grace. And if you're sitting there and you're listening, you're like, well, I'm such a sinner. I'm such an evil person, right? How Go listen to last week's podcast, right? Because that's what you really need to hear first. And then come listen to this one because then you're going to say, dang, I, I like you'll hear last week. You'll say it's possible for me to be saved. And you'll say, well, right. And then you listen to this one. You'll say, well, that's why I really need to be saved, right? Because if I'm not, I'm receiving just the, the, <laughs> it's hard to even explain. Honestly, when I give the mic back to Wally, I'm just going to look up Revelations, God's wrath, because I do want to make a point of like what it's going to look like, right? And yeah, I understand that not a lot of people like to use fear as a reason to come to church. We want to use it as a way that all of these gifts you'll receive. But like I was saying before, they complement each other, right? Because you got, it's only, two, it's it's black and white. There's no gray area for this, right? There's no other way out. There's either ultimate wrath or there's grace through Christ Jesus, right? That's, there's, there's the only two two ways. So it's like the importance of knowing his wrath is, is not just to make you afraid to run this way, right? It's like, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff, right? But also having that knowledge, right? And then on top of all of that, right, it's like I know I know more about my God who can be so glorified, who's so holy, who's so powerful, right? Um, and, and I got to know all of his qualities, right, to truly glorify him. And I got to be, if you are a Christian, right, it's like you got to be armed with these facts as well. Because these are the things that, that non-Christians ask us, right? These are, these are the questions. They don't ask you a softball question, right? When someone who doesn't believe in Christ but knows a little bit about it, right, they're usually asking you these tougher questions, stuff like this, right? So it's good to know this this side of God as far as evangelizing goes and then as far as glorifying God and His holiness goes, right? But, yeah. Yes, uh, yeah, I think it's important, too, to talk about the wrath, you know, because I think we, we do focus so much on the grace, you know, and, and on the forgiveness, you know, and I think it allows us to to get a little wiggle room, right? We try to justify our sin and we try to say, well, you know, if we're forgiven, I got a free pass for this sin sin anyway. You know, I'll just ask for forgiveness right after I do it and then we'll be all good, right? We're back on track, you know, and like that's a dangerous game to play, you know, because I was listening to, to Francis Chan, shout out Francis Chan, you know what I'm saying? And he was just talking about how when he was younger, you know, he was in high school and he, he just he was on such a spiritual high, you know, cause he just recently accepted Jesus and he wanted everybody to, to know this love he has found, you know what I'm saying? And it was basically the idea that like, he wanted to live every day. Like Jesus was coming back that day because he was so genuinely excited for Jesus to come back. Like that should be a real feeling for us. You know, like me and Chris talk about it all the time. Like, Oh, hopefully today's the day or like, can't wait to go to heaven. You know what I'm saying? Like, that that is a reality that we need to live in you know what i mean like we never we don't know when jesus is coming back like i hope it's soon for real you know what i mean but it's like if we're not living like that every day you know that's how we're gonna allow sin to creep up you know and, and the way just sin is death yeah, yeah i was sending him something what the what i was reading 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there we go. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read something real quick. Appreciate it, Chris. Now, nah, but this was in Luke, um, Luke 12, and it it's titled Watchfulness. So it's th- 35 to about 40, 47, and so it says, "Be dressed, ready for service, and keep your lamps burning, like servants waiting for their master to return from a wedding banquet, so that when he comes and knocks, they can immediately open the door for him. It will be good for those servants who." whose master finds them waiting when he comes truly i tell you he will dress himself to serve will have them recline on the table and will come and wait on them it will be good for those servants whose master finds them ready even if he comes in the middle of the night or toward daybreak but understand this if the if the owner of the house had known at what at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You also must be ready because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not even expect him. Peter asked, Lord, are you telling this parable to us or to everyone? The Lord answered, Who then is the faithful and wise manager whom the master puts in charge of his servants to give them their fu- their food allowance at the proper time? It will be good for that servant whom the master finds doing so when he returns. Truly, I tell you, he will put him in charge of all his possessions. But suppose the servant says to himself, my master is taking a long time in coming. And he then begins to beat the other servants, both men and women, and to eat and drink and get drunk. The master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect him and at an hour he is not aware of. He will cut him to pieces and assign him a place with the unbelievers. The servant who knows the master's who knows the master's will and does not get ready or does not do what the master wants will be beaten with many blows. But the one who does not know and does things deserving punishment will be beaten with few blows. For everyone who has been given much, much will be demanded, and from the the one who has been entrusted with much, much more will be asked. So I mean, bro, think about all there's just so many ways wrong with this. This is real busy. This is a busy little scripture, but it was kind of like what I was saying earlier, you know, being watchful, you got to be ready. You got to be ready for Jesus to come back, you know, and if you're constantly walking in sin, if you're not honoring him on a daily basis, you know, like you're not ready for him to come back because it does say like on the day he comes back, we will receive judgment, you know, and through that judgment, his wrath could be exerted into you. You know, if you're not truly being watchful, you know, if you're not truly walking ready to serve, ready to love Jesus, you know, as if he's coming back on this day, you know, and I was just, I was, I'm just going to read what I was telling Chris. I was like, this is lit. We got to stay ready to serve. If we're always aligned with God, there's no time to hesitate. And we just jump at the opportunity to advance his kingdom. And I was even, again, shout out Francis. I was like, it's like how Francis was talking about live every day. Like Jesus is coming back because if we get out of that mindset, we're letting the window open for the devil to sneak in telling us today doesn't matter that we might as well run it up today and get back on track tomorrow so that's literally that's the holy spirit bro that's where i was literally about to go with it you know it's like when we're truly walking in god's glory every single day you know we're, we're seeking him out we're trying to trying to move as as he would want us you know like at that point we're going to be ready we're going to be ready for when he comes and when we're walking in that in that fashion you know in, in god's image like we're affecting other people, we're bringing them to Christ, you know. We're putting on Jesus every day, and then bringing light to people that may never know Him, and that that could give them the hope, you know. what I'm saying for the day that Jesus truly does come back, you know, they could just based off our actions and our our willingness, our readiness to serve, you know, they could be like, "Dang, I want a piece of that too." And that's that's a cool thing. It was like talking about in uh, Romans two. It was talking about the wrath again you know i wasn't even planning on reading romans but shout out the holy spirit it was talking about the because of your stubbornness and your unrepentant heart you're storing up wrath against yourself for the day of god's wrath when his righteous judgment will be revealed god will replay each person according to what they have done to those who by persistence in doing good seek glory honor and immortality he will give eternal life but for those who are self-seeking and who reject the truth and follow evil, there will be wrath and anger. There will be trouble and distress for every human being who does evil. Right? So that's literally what we're talking about. Like when we're walking every day and we're we're persistently trying to do good, we're 
persistently trying to seek glory, honor, immortality, he's going to give us that eternal life, you know. But when we're self-seeking, you know, we're walking in the sin that he was talking about in uh, Romans 1, and we're just following the evil, we're going to receive his wrath and his anger, you know. Not to say that, you know, we're justified by our works or, or by what we do. We can do enough good to get into heaven, you know. It's all a faith thing, and we got to have the faith to, like, our actions will really reveal our faith in a sense. You know, I feel like like wherever my faith is at that day, that's kind of how I'm moving. Because it's like the more connected I am with God, the more motivated I am to do right. You know, on the days where I'm just like feeling the Holy Spirit, I wake up and I have a fire prayer and I just I just feel feel his presence. You know, I'm just seeking after him. You know, I'm praying that someone would receive Jesus today. I'm praying that that I would walk in his image and that I would make an effect, you know what I'm saying? Well, really, that he would make an effect, but he would just use me as a vessel, you know? Use me as the servant like he was talking about in Luke. Like, those are the days, bro, where where it's like, I know my faith is right. Now, there are days when I wake up and I want I want to sin, you know what I'm saying? I, my flesh is burning. I desire to do the evil that, that my mind is coming up with, that, you know, my, my evil, selfish heart wants to do. And on those days, it's like, I'm just like it was saying, I'm storing up the wrath for later. You know what I'm saying? I'm, if if on that day where I want to be evil, Jesus does come back, like it's gonna he's gonna be like, Bro, you're tripping, you know what I'm saying? And and that's the reality check we gotta have, you know, like where's where's our faith at? Where's our heart at in a daily a daily fat a daily matter, you know what I'm saying? Like how are we moving? Are are we moving in the way Jesus wants to or the way we want to? You know, because at the end of the day it's like it's not about us. We have to be truly obedient, you know, we have to be willing to to walk according to his will. And the more we get into his will, the more we're storing up rewards in heaven, you know, the more we walk in our will, the more we're storing up wrath for that day of judgment, you know, and I want to be more on the side of rewards in heaven. I don't want to be up there having God read me a stupid long list of all the wrong I've did, you know what I mean? Like, hey. All right, so I did find some uh, revelations. Look up uh, for me. It's uh, Paul talks about why maybe God has, why maybe God has the wrath. So he says like it's in. I can't remember where it's at, but he says maybe it's to glorify. Cause he's, dang it, I know I do. I know I read it, but I don't even know if. It's to is he says it's like to glorify his power or something like that. That this could be why. But I might be tripping. It might be just just have been like a. I could have just looked it up actually because what I was gonna say was on the phone too. But anyway, so I I looked up some revelations. Uh, so it's the seven bowls of wrath is what gets poured out in revelations, right? And did you find some? Nah. All right, it's straight. If I find it, I'll just give it to you. You can read it and then talk about it. Cool, cool. So here's here's where he goes with this with this wrath, right? Then I heard, so this is Revelation 16. Then I heard a loud voice from the temple saying to the seven angels, Go pour out the seven bowls of God's wrath on the earth. The first angel went and poured out his bowl on the land, and ugly and painful sores broke out on the people who had the mark of the beast and worship his image. And the mark of the beast is, is Satan, is what that's talking about. The second angel poured out his bowl on the sea, and it turned into blood like that of a dead man, and every living thing in the sea died. The third angel poured out his bowl on the rivers and springs of water, and they became blood. Then I heard the angel in charge of the water say, You are just in these judgments. You are, you are and who were the Holy One, because you have so judged. For they have shed the blood of your saints and prophets, and you have given them blood to drink as they deserve. And I heard the altar respond, Yes, Lord, God Almighty, true and just are your judgment. The fourth angel poured out his bowl on the sun, and the sun was given power to scorch people with fire. They were seared by the intense heat, and they cursed the name of God, who had control over these plagues, but they refused to repent and glorify him. The fifth angel poured out his bowl on the throne of the beast, and his kingdom was plunged into darkness. Men gnawed their tongues in agony and cursed the God of heaven because of their pains and their sores, but they refused to repent of what they had done. The sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great river Euphrates, and its water was dried up to prepare the way for the kings from the east. 
Then I saw three evil spirits that looked like frogs. They came out of the mouth. So it just continues to go on. It's a lot. So there's God's wrath, right? It's it's vicious, and that's that's the end times wrath. So that's that's what's yet to come, right? That's what what we're looking at actually is gonna be here pretty soon. That six bulls actually, Euphrates River, dude, it's already dried up, right? So, yeah, yeah. So so the so like the back to like the importance of this, right? Like is not to strike fear. Really, this this goes straight into the Christ. It should go straight into the Christian's heart because I know you know people who are going to be experiencing that, who are going to sit in all of that wrath, right? Like who are going to be have that poured out in onto them, right? Literally, like everyone knows somebody that they care about, right? That that doesn't believe in Christ, that doesn't have Christ in them, and that will burn in hell. And so that should be a motivator for discipleship. Is all it should be because we love these people. We really do love these people, right? And it's like we don't want to see that for them because I'm no different from them, right? Like I'm a sinner just like them. The only reason I'm not going to get it is because I was saved. That's literally the only difference between me and them. And I have the sympathy for these people, right? And it's like I want them to receive this gift. You know, it's it's a there's so much importance of his wrath that we don't talk about, right? That we because we're afraid of that, right? But it's like as the Christian, it's like you need to know this because it's like if I really keep that in the forefront of my mind of like and truly believe like this is what these people are going to get and I have to right if I if I really claim claim myself as a follower of Christ right if I really believe I if you have the Holy Spirit you do believe that right like you do know that's truth and that's what's coming coming to these people and that's going to motivate me because I I mean I got people in my life right like my I'll say this like my own family like my my big brother right 100% does not care for God at all right he's going to be sitting in all of that right and it's like, it motivates me to want to do everything I can because I love him dearly, you know, and I and I, I do recognize that I got the same sin that he's got, you know, and I, I don't want him to receive that same stuff, you know, to know that side of God because he's holy, right? And that's what the angels are saying, like, he's holy for that judgment because these people are killing the saints and they're killing the prophets, right? And they, they, they're they going to get what, what they had coming to them. And the only reason I don't is because God sent his only son. Right, and so this is where also too, because I did say in the beginning, I might talk about how he can have be a loving God and a wrathful God. Right, that's a huge thing that I hear all the time. How can God love love us so much? Right, like unconditionally, like unexplainably, it's crazy. Right, like there's a song I listen, a worship song I listen to, and it's uh, the title of it is "Reckless Love," and the whole song, like that's all he's singing about is like it makes no sense. Right, like I can't, I can't even comprehend why he loves me that much. Right. But so here's how here's how I can really play it out. And it's it's I heard it the other day and it's like God loved you so dearly. Right. That he, And if you have kids. Right. Like that's really what you got to imagine is your own child in this situation that he calls out. He's in that prayer. He's praying to God. He's sweating blood. He's calling out. He's saying, you know, an Abba means daddy. Right. Daddy. <laughs> hey, yo. But that's what it is. It's, it's not. It's not even father. It's like daddy. Like a child. Like a six-year-old child would call call their their father daddy, right? Like, and he's calling out, right? Like Abba, Abba, Abba. Like, if there's any way that you can take this cup, take it from me, please, please take it from me, right? And God just looks down on him and he's like, I'm gonna, right? Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna crush you, right? And just imagine, like, your own son, right? Like, he's done nothing wrong. He doesn't deserve this. But you love so many people around him that you're like, I'm just, I'm going to crush you with everything I got. Literally, right? Yeah. To your to your own son, that's what you say. And it's because you love these people so dearly, right? Like, put yourself in that in that, in that that situation. You know, that's how much he loves us. And so it's like, yeah, he's he's a good judge. So, But at the same time, right, he's a good judge and he's righteous, right? So it's like, he loved us that dearly, but it's like, if you don't take that free gift that you did nothing for, you didn't work at all for that, right? Like he just gave, God just gave us this gift. He's just like, here you go, right? Like you're never going to get this. Here's this gift, right? If you don't take that, it's like, what other choice does he have? Cause you're still covered in the sin, right? I would still be covered in my sin. God wouldn't be able to look at me right now if I didn't have Christ dwelling in me. It's the only reason he can even look at me right now. But because I have that, right? It's like, yeah, so my God, he loves all of us that much. All of you, he wants, it says it in the Bible, it says he wants everyone to receive that gift, right? But if you if you deny it and you don't, right? Like my, I'll use my big brother as an example again, love him to death, right? But it's like, he knows he knows the walk I have, right? And I've talked to him about Jesus. He's denied it, right? Like he, he doesn't want it. So like, 
I can't be mad at I put God number one. I can't I can't look at God and say, Oh, that's wrong of you or then right when I do like eventually like when that if hopefully he gets saved, but if if he doesn't, right, I can't I'm not gonna look to God and be like, Why would you do that? He's covered in sin, right? God has to do it, he's got no choice, right? And he would if anything, right, if God even had a conversation with me about it, he would just say, Hey, I gave him a chance, right? I did get I loved him. I love him dearly, right? But I, I don't have a choice in this situation, right? And that's really what it what it comes down to. You know, it is, it's, it's such an important topic. And, you know, I don't know, just this week I, I did text Wally. I was like, man, I really want, I wanted to talk about it for this reason. You know, the, the side of it that we don't really talk about, right? Cause when you hear the wrath, you just think, I think for me, at least, right. I just think like, it's the thing that you quickest just push out of your mind. Right. Like we stay out of revelations, you know, like you don't talk to many people who are like, Hey, did you read? Like, you know what I mean? You talk to people, they love John. They love the book of of Peter, no one's like, my favorite book is, is Revelations when everyone dies, you know, like, that'd be crazy, actually, actually, it is Louis, Louis' favorite book in the Bible is Revelations, bro, shout out Louis, shout out the Royd boy, but yeah, um, I don't know, that's all I really got for tonight, but that's fire. Oh, man. <laughs> no, I think, I think it's important to, you know, we do, we do kind of look at the the bad the bad that goes on in this world and that goes on in our life you know and, and we do question god and and we may see it as his wrath you know or we may just you know people use it to to knock god you know say oh how could god let this happen and all this stuff and we got to acknowledge too the free will you know like whenever bad stuff happens in this world or in our life you know a lot of time it is just human you know what i'm saying it's people doing this stuff it's not god who orchestrated this whole mess to happen you know like if your your parents got divorced, God didn't make that happen. That wasn't God's wrath. You know, that was your parents making that decision. You know, your girl breaks up with you. It wasn't God's wrath, bro. It was literally her decision. Could have been consequences of your action. You know what I'm saying? So it's like we got to stop putting these human standards on God, you know, and we got to realize that he is a perfectly just God. He is perfect. He's the definition of perfection. You know what I mean? Chris, Chris got me reading something now. Appreciate it, Coach. What, what part? Just, just that paragraph. The bottom? Top. That's fire. All right. Hold on. Pause. All right. Chris wants me to read this, so I'm going to run it up real quick. It says, I've heard it said by so many that a loving God wouldn't send anyone to hell, but are they thinking about what that actually means? If God allowed sin to continue forever, in what way is that loving? Yes, God is always... Er, hold on. Yes, God is allowing wickedness to exist for a time because he wants to give everyone a chance to repent. He is very patient and long-suffering. God's patient, patience allows people time to humble themselves and, to, and turn to him before judgment comes. The pattern of long periods of mercy, patience, and holding back judgment by the Lord is evidence of his love seen throughout the Bible and that same love that remains to this day. That's, that's fire, bro. If God allowed sin to continue forever, in what way is that loving? That's real, bro. That's 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 super. That's super fire. That that's it, bro. Like, there's gotta be there's gotta be a what is it a a punishment? There's gotta be a threshold. Like you gotta you gotta max out at some point. Like you know what I mean? Like, and it really is like not even that, bro. Because you're not even maxing out on sin. You're not even threshold sin. It's really just like you haven't accepted Jesus. You know what I mean? Because that's how that's how you go to hell. Like, yeah. like when the only reason you're going to hell is by not n- not accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You know, by not acknowledging His. Yeah. Oh, that's tough. Christian said because he can't get rid of the sin. You know, like the only way we're washed free of our sin is through the blood of Jesus. So if we're not acknowledging and accepting that blood of Jesus, like we're stuck with that sin, and then when we die, we're gonna go up to those gates, and we're gonna be judged for the wrath you know what i'm saying the sin and we're going to receive the wrath and the wrath is sending us down to hell to burn forever to gnash our teeth to be completely distant from god and that's like what we were talking about earlier jesus was was god was absent you know what i'm saying god was not there once jesus took on all that sin you know and that's what really hell is bro it's the no presence of god there's no god in hell you know what i mean like he had to he had to put that wall there that's like because you can't have both you know what i'm saying it's like that's so crazy to think about. Dang, that was a fire last point. 
Dang, good, boy. That's like good. that's like a whole nother episode. We might yeah. just have to keep going. Yeah. Dang, bro. Part two. Part two? Nah. It's not that it was it was lit though. It's fire. It's but game, though. yeah, that's that's fire, bro. Wow. This one good. That one hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was that was tough. Yeah. I don't even got word I don't even got words yeah, to say dude. at this point, bro. Like it just really the like you can't you can't question God after hearing, you know what I'm saying, something like that. It's like all his ways are perfect, bro. It's, it's, he's fully justified in everything he does, you know. And so we looked at the wrath tonight, and we talked about the grace last week. And it's it's two it's a two piece, you know what I'm saying, to the puzzle. And we need both sides to truly like connect with Jesus, to connect with God, you know what I'm saying? Because if if there was nothing to it says fear God, right? If we weren't fearful of the wrath, you know what I'm saying? It could that could be the kick in the butt someone needs, you know? Someone could be real logical, real analytical, and they don't. They don't see any purpose in following Jesus until they hear about that wrath. You know what I'm saying? And then they're like, oh, all right, that gives me my reason. But there's also the people that already follow Jesus and they may not know about the wrath. So that could kick them in the butt and get them to stop sinning. You know what I'm saying? So that's fire, bro. Holy Spirit snapped on this one. You know, I don't really got too much more to say. So I feel like we should just pray it out and and God will reveal what he needs to reveal to you. Just trust it. You know what I'm saying? Just seek him out. And trust me, bro, the 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 grace the grace is what we want, but we we really need we need the wrath too. You know, we're deserving of wrath, but His grace. All shout out Jesus has showered us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait, disclaimer, yeah. disclaimer. Yeah. Listen to <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, if you listen to if you listen this whole time and you're just shaking, bro, and you're just scared, you're like, I'm going to hell. Go back and listen to last week. You know what I'm saying? God God has a good and perfect plan for everything that happens. So if you've tuned in for 51 minutes of this craziness, like it was for a reason and you needed to hear it. So trust that, believe it, and just walk faithfully. Hit the back button and go to grace and mercy. You know what I'm saying? You feel a lot better. But let's just pray it out real quick. So close your eyes and bow your head. Dear Jesus, we thank you, God. We thank you for your ultimate sacrifice, God. We acknowledge your your goodness, your graciousness, your perfect, your perfectness, Lord, just the perfection that you are, God. And we just are so grateful for your perfect plan, God. The way you used your son to atone for all our sins, God, the way Jesus made that ultimate sacrifice, God, for us, for the broken sinners we are. We are fully deserving of your wrath, but by the grace, Lord, that you've shown us, we can receive your glory, God. We can be made right in your eyes, God. So I'm praying whoever's listening, God, they wouldn't receive the wrath, Lord, but they would accept Jesus and they would be made brand new, new creations in Christ, Lord, new creations in your eyes and in their own eyes, Lord. I pray that when they look in the mirror, they would no longer see that broken sinner they are, Lord, but they would see you. They would see your light shining, God, Lord. I pray they would wake up every day, God, and walk as if you were coming home, or if you were coming back to us today, God. If we were going to meet you today, God, I pray that's the motivation we would have, God. Lord, we love you, Lord, and we praise you, and we thank you, Lord. I pray the Holy Spirit would fill the person listening, God, and they would be motivated, Lord, by your words, by your truth, to receive the salvation, Lord, that you've laid out for us, God. It is only by you we can be saved, Lord, and I pray they would know that, they would acknowledge it, and recognize the sacrifice, Lord. In your almighty name we pray, amen.